Introducing the newest addition to the Sonos Home Sound System, the Sonos One. This smart speaker blends great sound with Amazon Alexa, so you can use your voice to control your whole Sonos system. Connect it to a Sonos home theater system and tell Alexa to turn up the TV volume in the living room so you can hear a play-by-play -play of the ice hockey game while you're cooking in the kitchen. Amazing recovery on one ski. And this young lady again will take the podium. From NBC Sports and Vox Media, this is the podium. So let's get into the head of Sean White. The shipper of the United States. Lindsey Vaughn, this is her chance now. And I'm your host, Lauren Shahadi. Welcome to day 15 of the 2018 Olympic Winter Games. Here's Tim Struby with the headlines. Today in Pyeongchang, Team USA's Kyle Mack took the silver in men's big air snowboarding. Big air final dropping a monster score in 86 on his second run. Canadian Sebastian Toutant won the gold, and Great Britain's Billy Morgan took the bronze. American Red Gerard came in fifth, but his cheering section was going strong in the enormous crowd at the Alpensia Ski Jumping Center. I met Kevin Connors at the bottom of the hill, and he was holding a hand-painted sign. I'm a huge fan of Red Gerard, so on one side I painted uh, red shreds, Red shreds, and the other side, you flip it over, it says, let's get Girarded, USA 2018. Two weeks ago, Girard won the US's first gold medal at the 2018 Winter Games with an unexpected win in men's slope style. At the Alpine skiing team event, Norway collected its 38th medal, another surprising storyline here in Pyeongchang. It's an Olympic winter record. And yeah, Hansen has done it for Norway. What success. What a games the Norwegians have had. And he's broken the Olympic record. Wow, what a skate that was. Harvard Lorentzen of Norway is in the gold medal position with a new Olympic record time. In front of an adoring Norwegian crowd, he grabs the flag. Four by 10K champions, Norway. How did a nation of just over 5 million people do this? Tom Ferry has the story. Incredible. I mean, listen, this has been the most incredible Olympics ever from a performance perspective. That's Johan Olof Koss. He's one of Norway's greatest Winter Olympians, a speed skater. In 1992, he won gold and silver, then more gold in 1994. I don't think people can really understand how small Norway is and compared to any other country and, and the, the success of these Olympics. Koss says the U.S. should have recruited with that in mind. I always say there is, there is more Norwegian ethnicity living in America than there are in Norway. So you, you should have just gone to Minneapolis and built your uh, Olympic team out of there, and then they should have beaten Norway. But it wasn't always this way. Yes, Norwegians grow up in the ice and the snow, but that doesn't ensure Olympic success. Take the 1988 Winter Games in Calgary. Norway won just five medals, none gold, and finished 11th in the medal count. Was that... Uh, national trauma, yes. That was national trauma. Yeah. Was that the start of basically transforming your sports system? Yes, I think so. Ture Abruto is the top official for Norway's Olympic Committee. He says that after the 88 Games, Norway began taking measures to get more athletes on the podium, and soon because Norway would be hosting the Lillehammer Games in six years. 
National centers were created where athletes could train with the best and coaches from across sports could share knowledge. But sport leaders also introduced bold measures that aimed to get and keep kids involved in sports to build the base of future athletes. One of the traits of the Norwegian sports system for the kids is that we do not uh, have scores until they are 13 years of age. No scores and no games. Uh, you, when you play soccer, you know who's winning because you count the goals. Right. But you don't write them down and they should not be used for anything. There's no scoreboard. No scoreboard. No uh, no scoreboard in the newspapers or in the at websites of the clubs and so on. If you do that as a club, you get expelled from the Norwegian Confederation of Sports because it's a value issue. And why do you do that? Well, why is that important to no. not keep score at yeah. an early age? So we, we like it to be like play and uh, having fun and learn uh, about learn social skills, learn to take uh, instructions, learn to think by themselves, learn to understand what the rule is learn to understand why we are doing these things together and, and how we do it. So there's a value system going through the system that, that is actually for developing people. So that is the main goal of the sport in Norway, it's to develop people. It basically is a sport-for-all system where yeah. you want every kid to be involved. Yeah. You want to promote development over competition, or maybe it's winning and losing that is the... That is the difference. Uh, no, no, we like to win and lose, but it shouldn't follow you, you and, and define you as an uh, as an individual when you are a kid, like loser or winner. Right. It, it shouldn't be like that. Koss, the Norwegian speed skating legend, he agrees. I'm not saying it's the United States doing wrong because if you have incredible Olympic success and you have an even impressive professional sport, is just doing it differently. I think we don't have the vast talent base, uh, you know, or the, the vast amount of people like you have in the U.S. So we have to do it differently to make sure that the few who can become good are staying within the sport. I like the Norwegian model and I'm, I was a result of it because I was not good before age of 16, 17 year olds before I kind of broke through on the national level. But if I had been excluded from my own sport at the early stage, uh, all the people who beat me as a young child, they never competed later after the age of junior because they, they didn't get to the same top level. Like in the U.S., most youth coaches are parent volunteers. Norway's sport federations make sure they're trained to work with kids. They also discourage specializing in one sport before age 15, a trend that's taken off in many nations. People are talking about like uh, the specialization at the age of six and seven and eight years old, which is absurd discussion in Norway. There's not like they're not spending a ton of time in sport. They're just, they're very physically active. They're just practicing different things. They're very, um, they, they get a much broader base technically and physically than they would if you specialize too early. So you had to think about this as you, it's a kind of a 10 year high intensity period and if you do that 10 years from your 7 to 17, you might never get there. If you do it from 17 to 27, you are, you are actually peaking at the right time. So how are all these programs funded? Gambling. In Norway, sports betting is legal, and some of the profits go to sport programs. In 2016, that was $330 million. A lot of money for a population the size of greater Detroit. It's divided up between the different sports. 
it provides opportunities mostly for sport for all project, meaning uh, local activities in local clubs to create local facilities for people to be active. Uh, this is critical for the stability and health of the Norwegian population. What Norway doesn't invest much in is elite athletes. No Olympian gets more than $15,000 a year from the government. Most of them are not well off at all. They are doing this because they really want to see how good they can get. In Pyeongchang, Norway's Olympians were better than any team ever. It's not the food. It's not the genes. It's the way we organize things. Got it. It's the system you have in place. I think so. Obrudo acknowledges that Norwegian athletes do have one major weakness, summer sports. During the 2016 Olympics in Rio, the country took home only four medals, all bronze. Perhaps Norway's winter success will inspire its summer athletes for the 2020 Games in Tokyo. Hey, Podium listeners. Let me take a moment to talk to you about Sonos One, which has improved both the quality of the music listening in my home and the quantity of music. Sonos One is the newest edition of the Sonos Home Sound System. It's the premium wireless sound system controlled by your voice, which means you can use it with Alexa or to stream your favorite music from Spotify, Pandora, whatever service you prefer. One of the coolest features of Sonos One is you can stream content from different audio sources from different rooms in the house. I like my Mark Knopfler and James Blunt with maybe some Spanish guitars and a Rodrigo concerto thrown in. I'm all over the map. My kids, high doses of Post Malone and 21 Savage. With Sonos One, I can listen to what I want in my office and they can listen to what they want in the rec room. And occasionally, we'll all listen to the same thing. Syncing up every room in the house is an option as well with Sonos One. I even used the system to prepare for the games and my trip to Pyeongchang. I asked Alexa how to say thank you in Korean. Now I know. To which I now say, Gamsa Hamnida, Sonos One. Sonos is offering listeners of the Podium podcast 10% off one order of $2,500 or less for any product on Sonos.com. This offer is available for a limited time only and cannot be combined with other discounts or promotions. As the 2018 Winter Olympic Games wind down, the athletes here are already thinking four years ahead to all the training they'll need to do to get to Beijing in 2022. One of those athletes is Mame Baini. She was a breakout star here in Pyeongchang and the first black woman to represent Team USA in short or long track speed skating. Baini and her father, Kwiku, stopped by her studio a little earlier this week. And I asked her about her favorite part of the games. Definitely meeting new people and people that I never thought I would meet, like, example, Leslie Jones. <laughs> and then just the learning experience here has definitely been the high point. So, yeah. <laughs> I saw that moment with you and Leslie. Mm -hmm. She came here for you. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> just watch you race. I was so excited. Oh that's okay. No, that's okay. That's okay. This is your first Olympics. Yeah. It's not yeah. your last. You know that's what I'm saying? That's true. That's very and true. You know, you're learning how to do it. What about for you, Quico? I mean, what was the highlight for you? Just seeing her, you know, on the Olympic ice, you know, just racing. Was just, just it. Well, that was enough for me, you know. So 
at least, you know, she made me, she made me, she realized her dream, you know, so that was, to me, that was good enough. So going into your races, what was your frame of mind? I mean, what were you telling yourself? To stay calm because I was so nervous going into those races. I've never been nervous in my life before like that, like super nervous, like shaking, my legs just like, they're, it was just tingly everywhere. I'm like, oh my gosh, body, just like calm. Come on, bodies, get, get with the program. We're at the Olympic Games, just be calm. It got the best of me. My nerves definitely got the best of me, but I'm going to learn how to tame them and how to like calm myself down during competitions like these. On the very first night, I was nervous. As soon as I got into the ice rink, I got nervous. Do you feel like you've grown from this whole experience? Yeah, Yeah, I have definitely grown from this experience. Like, it's it's, it was really hard at first, definitely in the beginning, because I had so many people looking at me and finding out about me, and and I had all this attention, and I needed to figure figure out how to like get away from it but I didn't have any time to do that because it came on so quickly but going into the next games going into the next quad I definitely think that from this experience I'm going to be taking things a lot more slowly and really focusing on myself and it's really difficult for me to focus on myself because I like giving to people so these next four years I'm going to definitely like figure out how to not be selfish with myself but be selfish in a good way. Biney's going to college in the fall, but she'll also be training for the 2022 Winter Games. I asked her how she balances all of that, wanting to be a normal 18-year-old and an elite athlete. I had to realize that I have a goal in mind and that I had to say no to things to hang out with my friends or to go to homecoming or prom and stuff like that. It kind of sucked at the same time because I did tell my friends that I was like, ah, I don't want to go to prom because prom is so like prom and it's too expensive. But I think deep down now that, now that I think about it, I really did want to go to prom, but I couldn't because I had a competition or I had to train. And the balance that I have is just basically that I have a goal. And now that I've accomplished my goal, I have a new goal to work on. And that's obviously to get to the 22 games, but also to like, like have time for my friends now. So I'm definitely going to be spending a little more time with my friends. And I'm really excited for those times. When you try and figure out how to balance these two people Mm -hmm. who you are right now is there anybody who inspires you or you look to as a role model Mm -hmm. somebody you say hey they've carved the path that I want to follow yeah so definitely Simone Biles like really comes to mind because she she's like me she's in a sport that's predominantly like you know like a white sport she's definitely one of my top top role models because she she's young like me and she she's had this experience and she knows what it's like and I had the opportunity to talk to her about things like this and she really told me to be myself throughout this whole thing like the main advice she told me was to be myself and I think I and I think I accomplished that (laughs) you know if you could do any other Olympic sport what would it be probably track because I like to run (laughs) no (laughs) I like to run fast for a short amount of time like I would do the 100 meter dash or the 200 meter dash if they have that I would do those two and that is it that's like as far as I can go maybe swimming too I need to learn how to swim 
in order to do that. <laughs> well, there you go. You have a new challenge. Yes, learning how to swim. <laughs> what a great, <laughs> hey, what a great story that would be, right? Yeah. Learn oh how to swim gosh. at age eighteen, and you're yes. an Olympian by. 20, oh my gosh, 24. two years. I got two years. Yeah, you can do it. You can <laughs> yeah, do it. With, yeah. <laughs> Mame Baini and her dad, Kwiku. That's our show for today. Tonight in primetime on NBC, events are wrapping up in Pyeongchang as competition comes to a close. In bobsled, it's the final two runs of the four-man competition. Germany looks to win its third gold medal in the sport. Our show producer is Jonathan Hirsch. Our senior producer is Jillian Weinberger. Our executive producer is Nishat Kurwa. Special thanks to Rebecca Chapman, John Howe, Eileen Sokol, and Tess Quinlan. Find more episodes of The Podium on Apple Podcasts. You can watch the Winter Olympics on the networks of NBC, and you can stream every event live on NBCOlympics.com and the NBC Sports app. I'm Tom Ferry. Thanks for listening. All right, so Sono speakers are super easy to set up. But if you just don't even want to bother with that, you can have someone do it for you for free. That's right. If you live in any major metropolitan area, Up and Running will have a trained expert deliver and set up your system. Absolutely free. Just order from Sonos.com and select Up and Running at checkout if you qualify.